My name is Colin Prentice. I am the Arch. To my right, I have Tom Gannon, the heel. How you doing? And today, we don't have Bryce Clark, the toe. Yeah, we got a toe jam. Big toe jam. Cramping all up. I'm feeling it all, all up here as well. You feeling anything in that cramp? Would it be a severed toe? Because he's not part of the foot right now? I guess we can't balance today. Either way, how are you doing, Tom? I'm doing pretty good. Getting ready to uh, move back to Las Vegas. Should be fun. They don't have winter out there, so I'm looking forward to escaping the snow before it gets too bad. Love the snow. I can never get away from it. I don't know how you want to get away from it. Not a big shoveling guy. I get that one. I don't I don't ever want to shovel. Yeah, I moved, I moved to a place where there's no shoveling. I haven't done it in a few years, so got to get out of here before it starts. But so far, the snow has not been very deep. I mean, you'll probably be doing some shoveling while you're over in Vegas. Yeah, I'll be shoveling dirt, though. Like, that's that's different. Still shoveling, Because precipitation just may, builds a pile of snow around your car. Well, we also have, instead of Bryce being here, we have Nico Ruiz, who is the person who runs We Came For This YouTube channel. He also has an Instagram and I believe he's going to be working on getting a Twitter, but I'm not 100% sure about that one. Either way, Nico, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I'm tired as every other day. Never stops. Grind never stops. Yeah, well, even though we don't have Bryce, we still have met our quota on lefties, so we should be fine. Yep. Very true. Nico, would you like to explain what your YouTube channel is? for anyone who hasn't heard of him. So uh, as many of you might know, Wiffle Statement, but if you don't know, I practically commentate on anything fast pitch Wiffle Ball related, even like slow pitch, including MLW, MAW, in the upcoming year, like GSWL, of course, United Wiffle Ball and stuff like that. And then I also created Wiffle Ball cards a year ago that I put out and they were mainly of like United Wiffle Ball guys, but in the very near future, maybe like one or two weeks, uh, MAW Wiffle cards will be out, so that'll be sick. That's wicked exciting. I do have a question. Are you going to go back and do more United Wiffle cards? I'm not completely sure. I know I'll have a Midwest set coming soon. I'm not sure what exact year that will be, but definitely there will be like a United Wiffle Ball slash like Golden Stick one coming up. Maybe like next year, the following year. I don't know, but yeah. That's super cool. So we actually have a couple questions for you. Okay. First, what really got you interested in wiffle ball and how, how did it start? Like, where did you start getting interested? So I've always been big into baseball and I've always loved baseball my, my whole life. So obviously in like maybe like 2018 or 2017, my dad showed me this New York Times post of the McElrath brothers in Palisades just talking about like how wiffle ball was so great and stuff and I saw of course I loved baseball but like I saw the ball curve and I I saw like Jordan and whoever and Rob Wiffman hitting absolute nukes the other way so I was like oh that's so cool I wish I could curve the ball that much so I got a wiffle ball I got a little bit into it and like maybe 2018-ish, I searched up Wiffle Ball on YouTube and of course MLW popped up. 
So I began watching like the MLW season in 2018 and like 2019, but like around early 2019 or like around in 2019, I'm not sure when, MLW hosted like a Boston tournament and there was the Palisades D-backs with like Devin Torres and Kenny Stengel. And then there was Paul Cook's School of Wiffle with like Vin Lee, Tom Gannon, I think, Kayvon and Jordan. No, I didn't get into Paul Cook's School of Wiffle. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I think you were He's there. He's not but... good enough. Oh, yeah, Jimmy yeah, Cole was Kayvon on that a scholarship. team. I would have paid the full tuition. Yeah, Jimmy Cole was on that team. But yeah, anyways, I got super into that and I saw like, you know, they, they were throwing it faster and they were curving it more. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So um, I got into Sean Steffi a little bit because I saw the like Steffi video on their channel. And from there, I kind of like saw like him talking about fast pitch wiffle ball. So I stumbled upon Mid-Atlantic and I stumbled upon Palisades and even some old Golden Stick videos. And from there on, I just, you know, I, I like when, when they're able to throw as fast as they can. And I thought like, oh, this is weird. Why don't they like, you know, why doesn't everyone follow these people too? And obviously it's not as per like nicely produced as MLW, but I've been hooked on it and not many kids are. And, you know, I love editing and video producing. So that's kind of how I decided to start my YouTube channel. But yeah, that's how I got into WIFs. He saw how poorly our videos were produced and decided to step in. Love it. Love hearing that. Can never get away from someone that wants to do a good production. I can completely agree. Fast Pitch did seem to be a niche uh, style at the time. Ball's not in play enough. Gotta move the mounds back. We'll, figure, we'll find out. We'll have to see when a league does that, Tom. I, I can't wait to see when a league does that because I'll be all over that league. Yeah, I mean, even if no league ever does it, I'll do a tournament with... Like 52 feet, do people think. That would be such a cool league and and or such a cool tournament. I can't wait. But Nico, you actually answered part of our second question. What really made you start your YouTube channel? And how do you go about making the content? Because I know Ben Schaefer does a bunch of his own stuff. He does a league that he runs down in Louisiana, I think he is. Yeah. But he also tries to go to a bunch of different tournaments throughout the year, whether it's a Midwest tournament, a Vegas tournament, something on the West Coast, uh, even farther. I think Maccabi also has tournaments during the year. But like, how, how do you go about this? And again, how did you start your channel? Yeah, so I've always, um, I've always been super interested in analytics and stats. So, of course, I looked up on YouTube MLB Top 10 or MLB Power Rankings for Baseball or MLB Hot Takes and stuff like that. And I always loved all of that. So I was like, well, I was watching MLW. I was like, well, I want to like find that. And at the time, there wasn't much. And even in Fast Pitch, I was trying to find that. So I was like, well, I found Wiffle Statement. But like, I wanted kind of like to create. I knew there's so many creators I want in like baseball, basketball, and football. I wanted to do my own. So I was like, oh, this is cool. So... Of course, I was like maybe 11 when I started, so I didn't necessarily start with commentary, but I decided to upload like some pitching videos and I was like figuring out how to throw the ball practically. Yeah, so once that kind of got rolling in about 2021, I'd kind of just like go over like some random things that I'd see and like kind of commentate and I had this like little news segment. Most of them are deleted by now, but in 2023, actually, my, my goal is to make the videos perfectly separated apart, like 
very nice, good quality, good mic, but how I go about it now is I, is I, you know, like, I'll do, like, the main event or whatever, like, say it's an MAW tournament, I'll, like, look at, I'll research, you know, I'll watch it either there or not there, and then once I have, like, all my knowledge, I'll create a script and, like, I'll edit it to make sure, like, everything's correct. Once I have the script, I'll, like, read it over and then I'll be like, yeah, that that's okay. Once all of that's done and I have the audio levels, I'll make sure to mix the music with it, but I don't want the music to be too loud, so I'll do that and then just throw on some sound effects and like special effects and then upload it practically. Although it is a lot more time consuming than, I know like only like, you know, 500 to 1000 people will watch like particular videos that take me a while to make, but like for my own like self-consciousness, I need to make sure that the audio doesn't sound horrible. And of course, like that's also like, you know, before like I didn't have a great mic, so it was kind of difficult to create good audio, but now that I have a much better mic that I'm actually talking on right now, the audio will be much more crisp and, you know, I know how to edit the audio more now, so it'll sound good. Well, I love hearing that. Yeah, and even if uh, there aren't that many people watching the videos now. If the channel ever blows up, you want the content people are going back to look at to be good. Yeah. I completely agree with that. And I I honestly love that you're trying to put so much into these videos that basically only the wiffle ball guys are watching. So it's... Yeah, it's a difficult niche, but... It might be a difficult niche, but you're making a lot of guys really happy. Yeah. Even just showing that one clip of them throwing a really cool screwball or getting a really hard hit. Something that yeah. just pumps us up as well. I also feel like my average viewer will care about the content more than the average viewer of like, you know, like, like Mr. Beast or some like channel with like, you know, than like a channel with like hundreds of thousands or like a million subscribers just cause like I'm doing it about like the players and most of them are watching it. So I'd imagine, hopefully, it's cool for them to see. Yeah, like, most of your views, you probably met the guys that you with. Like, those are the people that are probably watching them. Or at least yeah. watching every video. Sometimes I just sprinkle in MLW videos so that, like, a little bit, like, more subscribers come in of just, like, fans of MLW that are, like, more into MLW than, like, the average viewer. Yeah, that would also probably hit the algorithm just right to sort of pull people in. Always looking to hit the algorithm right doesn't matter what social media you're on yeah my most viewed video is like an mlw top 10 most dramatic moments of all time or something and i was like 47k but i also mainly care about the fast pitch viewers because i know them and i like idolize them so like if they're watching it and then like sometimes they'll dm me saying like it's a cool video it just means a lot well you're not just idolizing them you're also playing with some of them this year aren't you playing with the canes at opening day for maw yes i am i was very excited to see that now i wasn't necessarily expecting to be playing for opening day but i had like maybe a 10 percent hope that maybe someone would sign me and that's really cool thanks to devin and kenny for letting me have a chance at you know my first ever tournament also, shout out to Devin and Kenny. We both know we know you're both listening, and we can't wait to have you on the podcast. Yeah, and if yeah. anyone else is listening that doesn't have a team yet, I think they're still looking for guys. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, it was it was it's pretty awesome that I get to go there. And it's pretty funny to think that in 2020, I didn't know what like in 
2020 opening day, like before late 2020, I didn't even know what MEW was. And now in 2022, I'm able to play there. Or 2023, actually. Jeez, I can't, still can't remember this 2023. But yeah, that's just super surreal. Yeah, we're in the new year. We are in 2023. It's hard to believe. So going back to finding different YouTube channels, which ones really stuck the hardest? when you were searching and trying to find out more about this game about fast pitch or just in general just wiffle ball in general yeah so after mlw definitely steffi stuck out wiffle statement stuck out palisades and golden stick now i'd mainly watch palisades because there was kind of like this month in wiffle ball so it was very like for my young brain it was very like structured so it was easy it, it was easy to follow because of that content was also so good at the time yeah yeah i mean it was just such a beautiful like narrative plus highlights plus it was like you know they're pretty short videos so you could binge a bunch of them it's a good model yeah unfortunately i didn't realize that like by the time i was seeing that in late 2019 the league had stopped but it was so cool like i think i w- i've watched every single episode trillions of times but those are mainly the ones that stuck out. And once I got into like Wiffle Statement and MAW started like really growing, I got into MAW and then like through MAW eventually like I figured out what NWLA was, you know, PLW and all those. So yeah. Well, that is a great progression of seeing so many different types of Wiffle Ball. Yeah. But I do remember that you were at the United Wiffle event. I was. And I did actually see you walking around with a wiffle ball trying to get people to sign it. I do remember also signing that, but do you have a wiffle ball player that you did not get an autograph from while you were at United Wiffle? Yes, um, I got mainly everyone I was trying to get, but I do not think I got Steffi's. I said, like, I waved him and said hi, but he kind of came late to the home run derby and I was kind of like caught up with it. So I didn't, re- I was like, uh, should I go up to him? I-, I don't know. So I just, I ended up not going up to him. And mid Saturday, I was like, okay, I'm, go- I'm going to go up to him. And I'm like, after his last game, I'm going to go up to him and I'm going to ask because he'll-, he'll be in a good mood because I'm assuming they'll hopefully win. And then unfortunately, they lost to TC35, who had like an insane day. They had a great day. They actually beat them twice on the day, too. And the usual suspects. I forgot that they won the pool. That's very true. What other team did they face? What was it? Oh, K2, right? Yeah, they faced K2 game one. It was like they won 9-8 to eight or something. It was crazy. Yeah, I saw that game, and my dad's from Texas, so he's like, oh, I really hope they go far. I'm like, yeah, Dad, I mean, they're all right, but I don't think they're going to get that far. And then they made it all the way to to the Elite Eight, so I guess my dad was right. They're pretty solid. Yes, he was right, and it was a surprise that C4 didn't make the final eight. Well, it's funny, because last year, I feel like the big story of the tournament was Lucas Francis beating them once, and then TC35 kind of won up them and beat them twice. I was going to say, that was the talk of the tournament last year. The fact that this no-name kid came out of Maine and just started chucking a wiffle ball and beat them. Let's also not forget that Rob Sutton started that game and threw for two innings. Yeah, he shut him down for two innings. People forget. Lucas Francis is a good pitcher. 
What team was he on? Was he on the Claws? That was the yeah, Claws. Gerard was on that team. Isn't that oh, wild? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gerard beat C4 more recently than any of us. Or, you know, like pretty much anyone else except for TC35. <laughs> I was going to say, I beat them in 2020. I didn't get a chance at them uh, in 2021 or 2022. Oh, yeah. You um, late pool play, right? Dude, after... Yeah, that, was, that was third game tie. I was watching some of that game and... Oh, man, that just made me so sad about how we didn't team up in 2019 and they told us not to come. I know. That, I still get flashbacks. Of you that. you and Rob Sutton, then you just go both beat C4 the next two years. So I'm still bitter about it. Got to do it yourself now. You almost had him with the Wiffle Tigers, but, you know. Almost is a strong word. I think we lost 7 nothing. Yeah, but, like, I mean, like, that you guys faced them. It was so funny that we had Lucas for that, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they got their revenge game. But that was the only... I thought they were going to get their revenge game against TC35, too. But no, they didn't do it. Yeah, but wasn't able to get Sean, Sean Steffi to sign it. But hopefully I'll be able to get him to sign it at the 2023 UWIFs. Also, Sean Steffi, we know you're listening. Sign this kid's wiffle ball. He wants you to sign it. He's coming for an autograph at opening day. Come to MAW. Let's go. LFG. Yeah, Mid-Atlantic opening day is shaping up to be pretty sick. Dude, it's... I said it in the first podcast, and I'll say it again. It's looking like a mini U-Whiffs. It's going to be so cool. We're going to have to use the satellite field. They might even have five fields at the satellite field because they can't fit more fields at Shiree's place. Yeah, the preview for me and the power rankings and then the tournament recap is going to be like insane also let's plug that real quick this podcast is going to be coming out the 29th so while this podcast comes out a couple days later and or a couple days before nico is going to be having a u.s recap come out you want to talk about that a little bit maybe give a little spoilers here and there I do love spoilers. Love spoilers. Yeah, so it's going to be one of my first, like, kind of official tournament recaps. Because I've done a couple before, but from now on, all tournament recaps will be very structured and, like, they'll be very clean and nice. But anyways, yeah, I'm working on that. I have all the um, video and, like, music for the video done and, like, sound effects, but I just need to get to record the audio so yeah the wct recap is probably either out now or out in like a couple days i'm not sure but yeah that should be sick if i'm planning correctly it should be around like 40 minutes so definitely sit back and relax and watch that one but grab a drink grab some popcorn watch it relax and enjoy this man makes good content MAW Wiffle Cards will probably be out, like, in a week from that. I'm not sure because, like, the company hasn't shipped it yet to me. This is January 20th, but hopefully they'll be out very soon from when this podcast is released. But, yeah. Can't wait. He's going to have a full list of MAW guys. It's going to be such a good grind, and I can't wait to order them because we are actually going to be doing a giveaway when we eventually get those cards. 
we're going to do a couple trivia questions. Maybe if you join the Discord, which is going to be up and running, hopefully by the time this podcast is up, I will have a link in the description as well as I'll have a link on our Twitter page for that. But I'm really excited about those cards. Yeah, me too. I put a lot, a lot of time into them and put almost everything, all the money I have into it. So hopefully, hopefully people buy them. That's the goal. I don't doubt you're going to sell out. If, if you had to guess, how, roughly how many hours have you sunk into this project? It's got to be like a lot, right? At least 150, maybe like 200. I'm not, I'm not completely sure. Yes, you spent more time on this than most people spent playing in the last year. That's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. That just means we need to plug this even harder. Anyone that's listening should buy at least one pack because he makes a good product. He sells it at a relatively good price. It's hard not to sell it more than what he does, but at the same time, he's always trying to do what he can these cards are so cool i personally didn't buy the first round but that's because i just wanted to see how the cards came out first i was more interested in seeing who who other people would get but these cards are really good they're good quality they look good and it gives that feel of being a professional player at that point yeah the card should be sick I think the prices are going to be like around maybe like eight or nine dollars for a pack. And that's a little bit pricey, but I'm, I'm doing the best with what I got. And compared to like some other brands like Prism and like Mosaic, like it's pretty decent. But, you know, if you bought a pack or two, it, it'd mean a lot. So thanks in advance. Either way. You're putting out a great product, and I can't wait to see this round of cards. So, going on with more of what we got. What was some of your favorite Wiffle moments of 2022? Um, Probably on opening day when Toast hit a home run in the final, and then like two innings later, Tim McElrath hit a two-run homer to ultimately clinch the win. And then also the Mike Styles walk-off home run in the second MAW tournament, I want to say. I was literally driving to my baseball tournament and like I was watching the live and I like my mind was blown when he hit that home run. It was epic. It was an absolute missile that he hit too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the wind was blowing in. That was the Millersville one, right? Yeah, I think so. When they were walking Kenny Jr.? I wonder how many times we got intentionally walked that game. It was like two or three, right? Anyways, another one is another MAW tournament. It was when Devin hit the <laughs> star to all stompers listening, but it's when Devin hit the home run off of, I want to say, Bryce to clinch the 1-0 win. But also in that game, Bryce Clark hit an absolute shot that was almost a home run to the opposite field. Yeah, I remember watching that. Tied it like it up. Three inches. It was like three inches away from going over. It's oh man. You could you could feel the disappointment just watching the live stream. Uh yeah, actually probably the Jordan Robles home run in the Oklahoma MLW series. That was awesome to watch. And then 
That was that was a big hype. As soon as Jordan hit that too, he was starting to run the bases and try and hype up the crowd. Also, at UF's just Friday night was probably my favorite day just because it was I got to meet all the players and like see them in person. It's definitely weird to see them in person because like I have this whole like idea of who they are and then to see them in person was very cool. The personality changes when you see them just in person and outside of the game is insane. And that must have been so cool to just walk around and meet everyone. Yeah, and they were like super nice and welcoming, so that was awesome. And I got their signatures and stuff. But also just like one of my favorite moments of Friday night was I saw Maddie Griffin right at the table. It was like probably like it was pretty late, so I'd meet most guys. So I was like, okay, I should go ask for his autograph. So I go I go up to Maddie, right? So I'm like, hey, uh, could you sign this ball? I'm a huge fan of you. And like whatever, and he's like, he's like, ha, <laughs> excuse my language, ha, you DNAP, I got an autograph first. And then DNAP's just sitting there, like, just like didn't say a word. I'm like, oh, okay, that's my first interaction. Well, that's all right. And then right after he signed the, he signed the ball for me. I was like, oh, thanks. And then I turned to DNAP, say, could you sign it for me? Love your walk off home run in the 2011 like national championship. And then, and then Maddie Griffin's like. Oh, f but it was pretty funny, but they were both awesome guys. Really cool to meet them. Was there anyone in, uh, was there anyone in particular that you were surprised by like how, how nice or calm they were off the field just from seeing them in the videos all being hyped up in games? Uh, definitely, definitely toast. So I, I never really like talked to him like over audio or anything. And he was like the first player that was there, like besides the MLW guys. Like he was, he was very nice and welcoming and gave me like a nice gift package. So it's definitely interesting to see his, the different sides of him. Also like the MLW guys, like, you know, like Kyle and like also Jordan, of course he plays in fast pitch, but like they were all super welcoming. So like, you know, I was a little bit nervous at first, of course, cause like, you know, it was just the MLW guys. So I was like, oh, should I go up to them? Yeah, it was cool. Also, I think Red was one of the first people I met, too. He was really cool. But yeah, everyone gave off a pretty good vibe. But yeah. So first, I do want to go back to uh, to the Matty Griffin thing. That was an actual quote. I heard that. And I thought that was funny as hell. Wait, you heard that like when you were there? Yes. Oh, I heard Nico. You. You just tell this story. I heard you were doing some hitchhiking to get to the field on one of the days. Yeah, so actually when I when I got flew into Baltimore to go to the United Wiffleball World Championship tournament, I took a one hour drive with the Uber to our hotel in York. And then we were trying to get an Uber right to the stadium. Of course it was it was Friday, it was like maybe one o'clock. Three of them canceled on us. And they were only five minutes away all three times. So I was like, come on, dad, let's let's go walk there. Like, I can't be late. And of course, like most people arrived at like 8 p.m. But I was like, come on, we have to go. And it, and then halfway through, he's like, oh, I don't know. Because like, you know, it's not the best neighborhoods. But like, he's like, here, I'll, tr I tr I'll try to call an Uber. I'm like, OK, but if they don't come in like 15 minutes, then we, we have to just walk. And he was like, oh, oh, OK. So we called them and then they were like, they, they accepted it. They were like eight minutes away and then they decided to cancel on us. 
So I'm like, okay, we can't go back. We can't try to call another Uber. We just have to go straight to the field. We have to walk. So we're walking for like maybe like an hour, maybe like six or seven miles. And when we finally arrive there, it's like, it's, it was very interesting because I was like all tired, but I'm like, finally I got there. And it was like maybe 3 p.m. And I was met with Tim Cook, Toast, Jordan, some of the MLW guys and Red, but they were all super nice. Yeah, but that was definitely the most significant thing, like physically wise, I did at the WCT. And it was, pre and it was also pretty funny because all of my classmates were still in school. Whereas I got up at like 5 a.m. to fly to a wiffle ball tournament. But yeah. You are one dedicated person. That takes absolute dedication and grit of wanting to be there. And you skipped school. That's pretty sick. Yes, but it was all worth it. I got there in the end. I think most people signed up for the home run derby wouldn't have even done that. Yeah, well, I mean... It's also probably like their 10th or 11th tournament, but yeah, it was definitely a, a hitchhike or it was definitely a journey. So after all these different moments of 2022, what are you looking forward for in 2023? Because there's so much time, so much wiffle ball that can happen. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the MAW opening day tournament. And then I'm also looking forward to the United Wiffleball 2023 WCT, obviously. But besides besides that, I'm just I'm looking forward to just following all the leagues online and just producing the best possible content I can. Is there any other tournaments you might show up at other than those two? Offcoff should show up to NWLA. Gonna be sick. It's in Pittsburgh this year. Dude, I I was literally going to say that, yeah, I might show up to NWLA, but like, I don't know, like if I have to miss a baseball tournament for MAW and then that weekend I have a tournament, I don't know, like, I don't know, it might not work, like, I don't know, financially, but like, anyways, I'm not completely sure. Shout out to Nico's parents, big, big fans of the pod. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. So, we need to end this podcast sooner or later. We can't just keep rambling on and on. I mean, we can, but that's just going to make your job harder. Or not your job, but editing, Colin. Your alter ego. Alter ego, man. You. But, Nico, would you like to plug anything before we go? I know we ended this a little abruptly. Wait, I got I to ask him at least one more question. Oh, let's go. All right, so, Nico, like, I know you still play baseball, but... Do you play wiffle ball much with your friends? And if so, are you way better than them? Or, like, are some of your friends really good, too? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't play a bunch with my friends because my friends from school all love soccer and, like, those lame sports. No, I'm joking. But, Europeans. Um, I know. Yeah, um, anyways. Yeah, I mean, with some of my baseball teammates, sometimes we'll play wiffle ball. But, yeah, I'm like, but they don't really know about, like, my whole, like, like channel like they know it's happening but they don't know to the extent so like yeah let's play some wiffle ball and then they're like i'm like yeah i'm all right at that and they're like yeah yeah i know that you're pretty good at that i'm like yeah and then and then i'll throw like you know like a drop the curve for like three feet and then a screwball and then a slider and they're like 
Wow, that's crazy. How do you even throw that? So, it is pretty fun to just mess around with my teammates, but yeah. Yeah, it is tough to balance both. Don't throw too much and hurt yourself. Yeah, that's one thing. you're a in baseball, right? Don't yeah. throw too hard while you're young. That is something I preach. Me personally, I wouldn't have anyone that plays wiffle ball throw hard until they're 18. It just yeah. means that their arm is fully matured and they have a more respectable idea of what they can handle. Yeah, don't hurt your arm until either someone starts paying you or you just give up on the baseball dream because you never know. You know, say Michael Jordan, he got cut from his high school basketball team. He also went professional in baseball at a point. Yeah, exactly. Imagine imagine cutting that guy from the team. What an idiot. So we're going to wrap things up now. Nico, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Anything that you're really excited about that you want to plug? Yeah, so I know this is January 29th for you listeners, or it's even later. Go follow the We Came For This Instagram, We Came For This underscore whiffs. No caps. Go subscribe to the We Came For This YouTube channel for wiffle ball news, commentary, and everything. The United Wiffle Ball recap should be either out now or out in a couple days. And WeCameForThis.com, that's where the cards will be in like maybe... Maybe they're out now, maybe they're out in a week, but make sure to pick up a pack. You won't be disappointed. Thanks, Colin and Tom, for having me on the show, and yeah. Of course, anytime you know that. Tom, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything you want to say? I'm just wondering if uh, Nico's dad hired Gerard to teach him about life. We'll find out later. Next time on athlete's foot thank you for listening it's been a good time don't forget to subscribe to our twitter correction that's a follow don't forget to follow our twitter hopefully we have an instagram up by then one way or not we'll find out thank you for listening have a good rest of the day as they say in canada peace oot J squad